Good evening, everyone. Merry Christmas to you. Welcome to Union Chapel tonight. My name is Greg Paris. So glad you're here. If you've joined us online tonight, welcome to you and your family. Merry Christmas to you. We, uh, as Pastor Jeff just mentioned, are launching a special campaign in 2022 called The Story. And we are going to go through the Bible in chronological order. You know, the Bible's not laid out chronologically. And what we've discovered, we know this to be true, that what people desire the most, folks who know Jesus and try to live a Christian life, what they desire most is to understand better the Bible. And not only are people desirous to know the Bible better, but folks who, who, who are still searching for a better relationship with God actually communicate the same need, which is a better understanding of the Bible. If I just understood that better, it might help my journey. And so we are going to go from front to back through the Bible in those 30 weeks next year. It's going to be fantastic. You are sitting close to a little card like this, and this is what we're calling the 555 prayer card. It's five weeks from this weekend until we begin the story on January 30 next year, Five weeks, and, and this, is, this is just a little suggestion. Think about five people you know who would benefit from a better understanding of the Bible and pray for that person five minutes for the next five weeks, every day for the next five weeks. Five people, five minutes a day for the next five weeks, and then purchase a bundle of books, the story on your way out tonight. These books are normally retail for $20. We've packaged them in four and, and put a nice bow on it, Christmas bow on it. We'll sell you a package of four of those for $20. We know that we know the author. <laughs> and that way you can keep one and give away three of these books to friends you know. And th these books are going all over the country, different states. And not only are we inviting people to join us, but to then join us online for the teaching sessions. It's going to be life-changing. I want to encourage you to think about participating. You're also close by an offering envelope. We take up one special offering every year. It's right now at Christmas. The, the primary emphasis of our Christmas offering this year is we're going to build a recovery home for men in Muncie, Indiana. We know that this is a missing link in the continuum of care for people in recovery in Muncie, Delaware County, and we're going to build a home for men, and your contribution will help that. So if, you, if you'd like to participate, thank you so much for that. Uh, our reference tonight is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2. And this is the story of the wise men as they journey, following the star, journey first to Jerusalem and then on to Bethlehem, about eight miles on out in the suburbs, to the place where this baby Jesus has been born. And so it's important to note that, that the context of this passage in Matthew 2 has the wise men first in the palace with King Herod, asking the question, where is where is this king of the Jews to be born? We're, we've been following his star. Well, this was news to folks in Jerusalem. Herod then asked the, asked the authorities, the, the scholars, what, what does your scripture say about the birth of Messiah, king of the Jews? And they said, well, the prophets say that he would be born in Bethlehem, the, the town of David. And so this is what sent the wise men on out of Jerusalem following the star until they came to the stable where Jesus was born. That's where we pick up the story. It's in Matthew chapter 2. I'll begin reading at verse 9. And after they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them 
until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Trust that that will be inspiring and encouraging to you tonight. Recently, I asked, I asked Siri to tell me what people Googled most often in 2021. And one of the lists was the top trending when people Googled how to be, and then they filled in that blanket. Here, here was the top 10 responses to that how to be. The first one was how to be eligible for a stimulus check. That makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, you can understand why folks were curious. Number two, how to be more attractive. Number three, how to be happy alone. Do you feel the financial and the relational anxiety and concern? How about this one? How to be a baddie. Now, if you don't know what a baddie is, just talk to me afterwards. I know everything about, there is to know about being a baddie. <laughs> Another one was how to be a good boyfriend. Boys need lots of help with this, and it doesn't surprise me they've Googled it. <laughs> Next was how to be a good kisser. My wife knows a lot about that. <laughs> you can ask her. This one I didn't understand, how to be a flight attendant. I don't know, that's going to take some work. How to be happy with yourself. How to be mindful. How to be romantic. You can feel the, you can feel the displacement there that people emotionally, financially, relationally happening in that list. This is the world we live in. And Jesus was born into a world of uncertainty. And not only a world of uncertainty, but now a world of utter humility, poverty, insignificance. There he is, born in a stable in the middle of nowhere, in this know-nothing town, know-nothing part of the world. So these wise men travel. They are men of the world They are looking for truth. They're looking for answers. They see this star in the sky and they begin to follow it. They believe it's going to lead them to someone important. And so they have followed this star. They've been on a journey of hundreds of miles. And they find themselves in Jerusalem and then on to this little place called Bethlehem, following the star. Let me ask you, have you ever been starstruck? I mean, this star obviously was unique. It was bright. It, was, it stood out. It popped. There was something about it. We're not sure what the phenomenon was in the, among the heavenly bodies that distinguished the star, but it was unique. And so they followed it. You've probably been star tr- star struck by someone that you know, maybe a person in your family or a, a family friend, or maybe you ran into a pop star or a famous athlete or, or well, I was going to say politician, but you wouldn't be impressed with any of that category at this point, this stage. But, the, but, the, but we get starstruck from time to time. And it's because people have let their light shine. 
Whatever capacity they have, they've let it, let it go. They've put it out there. I mean, some folks that cause others to be starstruck, these aren't necessarily good people. I mean, they are in trouble a lot, or we might even call them sinful kinds of people. But there's something about them. They let their, they let their light shine, and people are attracted to that. If their light had not been so bright, you wouldn't have noticed them. Let me ask you this question. Is your light so bright that people notice you? How about to parents tonight in the room? Is your light so bright your children notice? I went to church one night about 50 years ago, and a young teenage girl, her name was Laura Short, was asked to come forward and to tell her story just to share with everybody in the little church that night what Jesus meant to her, 15 years old. And I was in church that night, and I have to confess to you that I wasn't interested much in what was happening in church until they introduced Laura Short. And the reason I was interested now isn't because she had a particularly compelling story, although she did, but it was more because she was so doggone cute. And as a 16-year-old boy, uh, she got my attention. And so I tuned in. And I was listening to Laura Short, and she said things about her relationship with God through Jesus Christ that was so compelling and so passionate and so sincere that it made me realize that I didn't have a relationship with God like that. And I wondered what was missing in my life. And I came to the conclusion that I didn't really have a personal relationship with God and that I needed to take that step to say yes to the forgiveness that Jesus offers to us. And that's what I did that night. And by the way, I have kept in touch with Laura Short, Laura Short Dolby now as a married woman all these years. And I'm happy to report that the same girl at 15 who was so passionate about following Jesus is still a woman to this day who follows Jesus in a passionate way. Isn't that a great testimony? Listen, young people in the room, listen to me. The only time you have in your life to give your whole life to Jesus is when you're young. And I encourage you to follow Jesus. Following him matters. Knowing him makes a difference. It'll change your life. It'll change the direction and trajectory of your life. It will give your life the meaning and purpose that you need to say yes to Jesus. Can I get an amen? You won't, you won't have to Google, how do you be a human being? How do you figure out your purpose in life? How do you go from here? Because you'll know, because God, by his grace, will guide you throughout your life. Well, we're all here today because someone was a bright star in our lives who led the way for us, and we have followed that. And these wise men give us some good cues about how to get through some of the tough times in life, and I wanted to just offer those briefly this, this evening. Here's the first one. I'll put it on the screen. They followed the star, but it didn't lead them to the palace. They went through the palace. They, they stayed for a, a, a little while to hear from the king, but it ultimately led them to the stable. So how do you respond? Here's the question. When following the star leads you to a place you never expected. You know, some folks think that if the star doesn't lead you, if following God doesn't lead you to the palace life, that somehow something is missing. We've done something wrong. Sometimes, though, following Jesus will land you not in the palace, but in a stable. Can I get a witness? Is, are you tracking with that? Sometimes you get married, you find this beautiful woman, this beautiful man, and, 
and these two beautiful people marry, and they have all this potential in the world, and, and so much promise, and they exchange vows and rings before God and their families, and, and they set off together in life with great promise. But sometimes bad things happen. Infidelity comes occasionally in a marriage that has so much promise. And the question is, what do you do? How do you respond to that? Or maybe you start a business and it goes well and it grows and it's flourishing, but then just at the wrong time in the wrong way, the economy wobbles and it throws your business off track and it's, it's, it's threatened by the circumstances. What, what do you do in a moment like that when following God doesn't lead you to the palace and success and blessing all the time, but leads you to more humble circumstances like a stable? You live your life, you try to take care of yourself, you do the best you can to be a healthy person physically, but then something happens. You have an accident or you come into contact with, with a disease or you get some chronic condition and it's disappointing and it's painful. What do you do? How do you live your life in that? Well, this leads us to the second thing that we learned from the wise men this, in this occasion. I'll put it on the screen. They look for God in negative, humble circumstances. They get to the stable and they're looking for God. God's got to be in here somewhere. There's got to be hope in here somewhere. There's, there's got to be meaning and purpose and significance and all of this somewhere. Let me just say something to you as a pastor tonight. I hope you can hear it. That God is present in the palace experiences of our lives, the high points, the blessed points, the good times. God is present for sure there. But you will find him closer and nearer and dearer to you in the stable. Is that okay with you? Is that all right? He allowed you to go in some, in some situations, some occasions, allowed you to go from the palace to the stable so you'd be reminded of how much you need and are dependent upon him. Yes. So here's what we know. You can, you can experience a mess in your life, but God is a redeemer God. And he can take your mess and turn it into a message. He can take the things meant to hurt and destroy you, knock you off track, and cause them to become good things in your life. He can redeem those things. He's a redeemer God. So Christmas proves that God is Emmanuel. He's the God who is with us. If you need forgiveness, you can go to a crucified Savior for forgiveness. If you need healing in your life, you can go to the great physician. If you need Recovery from temptation, you can go to your sinless high priest. If your circumstances are difficult, you can go to the manger-born child of Christmas. He is available to you. Two weeks ago tonight, a massive storm went through several states just south of us here in Indiana. One of the cities devastated by the storm was Mayfield, Kentucky, Reverend Wes Fowler is the pastor of First Baptist Church in Mayfield. And after the tornado devastated that town, Associated Press reported that he and his church members immediately began the work of ministry, mobilizing to provide whatever they can to help survivors cope with the aftermath. Gift cards, food, generators, water, a listening ear, all that. The congregation, the article read, quickly formed three teams, one to help affected church members, a second to work on repairing the church campus, a third to serve the broader community, coordinating offers of aid. 
By the way, our friends, Bob and Stacey Ball with Blood and Fire Ministries, Bob, uh, we, we help Bob anytime there's a natural disaster like this. Bob takes his, his uh, smoker, cooker, barbecue <laughs> uh, barge on wheels and takes it to these places devastated where relief workers are working and so forth. And he just, around the clock, they cook meals, warm meals for people. And Bob was in Bayfield, Kentucky and other regions just this past week. And we help fund that. You should know that Union Chapel is part of that ministry. Anytime it happens, we're there as well. Pastor Fowler, though, a First Baptist there in Mayfield, Kentucky, said it's easy to serve the Lord when things are good. It's more challenging to serve him when times are bad. And I think that's really when people are looking to see if our faith is genuine, if our faith is true. I agree with that. So you'll never be as close to God in the palace as you are in the stables of life. And so hang on to that tonight. Because I know I'm speaking to people who may be in a difficult time, difficult place, difficult circumstances. Here's the last thought I want to give you from the wise men that maybe you'll consider. Put it on the screen. They offered their best worship and their best gifts in the stable. Again, from Mayfield, Kentucky, just two weeks ago, a man sat down at his piano in his destroyed home, sat down at his piano, and unbeknownst to him, his sister with her phone videoed him playing a tune that was written by Bill Gaither, one of our neighbors here in Indiana. And the tune was called, There's Something About That Name. It's an old-timey song about Jesus, something about that name. And many of you have seen it, I'm sure. It's, it's gone viral, but I wanted you to see it tonight. Check it out. what we learned from the wise men is that we should give our best when times are the worst. That gentleman there is a good example, I think. Let me say it this way. The praise that costs the most counts the most. The worship that costs the most counts the most. The giving that counts the most costs the most. And that's what the wise men teach us on this Christmas Eve. They offered their best in the midst of the stable. So friends, tonight, can I just encourage you? They followed a star, and we too can follow that same star to that same lowly place, that manger, that scene where we will find this baby. And not only by following a star to lead us often to a place like a stable, but there in that low point, in that humble place, you can also find God. And can I encourage you today to reach out to God and find him? on this beautiful Christmas Eve, aware that Jesus, this baby, has become our Savior, which is for us good news, filled with eternal hope. Say yes to him. You'll never be disappointed. Amen? Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, lead us to the stable tonight. Uh, 
the old cliche that wise people still seek him. Lord, make us among the wise to follow whatever light you provide to us, to whatever conclusion, to whatever place and circumstance. Lead us to the stable, we pray. And when we arrive there, we'll look for you. You're our Redeemer God. And in that place, maybe that's a place many of us are tonight, we will offer you our best, our best worship, our best gifts, for Jesus' sake. In his name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen.